Treason. Treason is the crime of attacking a state authority to which one owes allegiance. This typically includes acts such as participating in a war against one's native country, attempting to overthrow its government, spying on its military, its diplomats, or its secret services for a hostile and foreign power, or attempting to kill its head of state. A person who commits treason is known in law as a traitor. Historically, in common law countries, treason also covered the murder of specific social superiors, such as the murder of a husband by his wife or that of a master by his servant. Treason, for example disloyalty, against one's monarch was known as high treason and treason against a lesser superior was petty treason. As jurisdictions around the world abolished petty treason, treason came to refer to what was historically known as high treason. At times, the term traitor has been used as a political epithet, regardless of any verifiable treasonable action. In a civil war or insurrection, the winners may deem the losers to be traitors. Likewise the term traitor is used in heated political discussion, typically as a slur against political dissidents, or against officials in power who are perceived as failing to act in the best interest of their constituents. In certain cases, as with the Dolchstoss legend, stab in the back myth, the accusation of treason towards a large group of people can be a unifying political message. United States. The offense of treason exists at both federal and state levels. The federal crime is defined in the Constitution as either levying war against the United States or adhering to its enemies, and carries a sentence of death or imprisonment and fine. In the 1790s, opposition political parties were new and not fully accepted. Government leaders often considered their opponents to be traitors. Historian Ron Chernow reports that Secretary of the Treasury Alexander Hamilton and President George Washington regarded much of the criticism fired at their administration as disloyal, even treasonous, in nature. When the undeclared quasi-war broke out with France in 1797-98, Hamilton increasingly mistook dissent for treason and engaged in hyperbole. Furthermore, the Jeffersonian opposition party behaved the same way. After 1801, with a peaceful transition in the political party in power, the rhetoric of treason against political opponents diminished. Federal. To avoid the abuses of the English law, the scope of treason was specifically restricted in the United States Constitution. Article 3, Section 3 reads as follows. Treason against the United States, shall consist only in levying war against them, or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. No person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or on confession in open court. The Congress shall have power to declare the punishment of treason, but no attainder of treason shall work corruption of blood or forfeiture except during the life of the person attainted. The Constitution does not itself create the offense, it only restricts the definition. The first paragraph permits the United States Congress to create the offense and restricts any punishment for treason to only the convicted the second paragraph. The crime is prohibited by legislation passed by Congress. Therefore, the United States Code states, Whoever, owing allegiance to the United States, levies war against them or adheres to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort within the United States or elsewhere, is guilty of treason and shall suffer death, or shall be imprisoned not less than five years and fined under this title but not less than $10,000, and shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. The requirement of testimony of two witnesses was inherited from the British Treason Act 1695. However, Congress has passed laws creating related offenses that punish conduct that undermines the government or the national security, 
such as sedition in the 1798 Alien and Sedition Acts, or espionage and sedition in the Espionage Act of 1917, which do not require the testimony of two witnesses, and have a much broader definition than Article 3 treason. Some of these laws are still in effect. The well-known spies Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were charged with conspiracy to commit espionage, rather than treason. Historical Cases In the United States, Benedict Arnold's name is considered synonymous with treason due to his collaboration with the British during the American Revolutionary War. This, however, occurred before the Constitution was written. Arnold became a general in the British Army, which protected him. Since the Constitution came into effect, there have been fewer than 40 federal prosecutions for treason and even fewer convictions. Several men were convicted of treason in connection with the 1794 Whiskey Rebellion but were pardoned by President George Washington. Burr trial. The most famous treason trial, that of Aaron Burr in 1807, resulted in acquittal. In 1807, on a charge of treason, Burr was brought to trial before the United States Circuit Court at Richmond, Virginia. The only physical evidence presented to the grand jury was General James Wilkinson's so-called letter from Burr, which proposed the idea of stealing land in the Louisiana Purchase. The trial was presided over by Chief Justice of the United States John Marshall, acting as a circuit judge. Since no witnesses testified, Burr was acquitted in spite of the full force of Jefferson's political influence thrown against him. Immediately afterward, Burr was tried on a misdemeanor charge and was again acquitted. Civil War During the American Civil War, treason trials were held in Indianapolis against Copperheads for conspiring with the Confederacy against the United States. In addition to treason trials, the federal government passed new laws that allowed prosecutors to try people for the charge of disloyalty. Various legislation was passed, including the Conspiracies Act of July 31, 1861. Because the law defining treason in the Constitution was so strict, new legislation was necessary to prosecute defiance of the government. Many of the people indicted on charges of conspiracy were not taken to trial, but instead were arrested and detained. In addition to the Conspiracies Act of July 31, 1861, in 1862, the federal government went further to redefine treason in the context of the Civil War. The act that was passed is entitled An Act to Suppress Insurrection, to punish treason and rebellion, to seize and confiscate the property of rebels, and for other purposes. It is colloquially referred to as the Second Confiscation Act. The act essentially lessened the punishment for treason. Rather than have death as the only possible punishment for treason, the act made it possible to give individuals lesser sentences. Reconstruction After the Civil War the question was whether the United States government would make indictments for treason against leaders of the Confederate States of America, as many people demanded. Jefferson Davis, the President of the Confederate States, was indicted and held in prison for two years. The indictments were dropped on February 11, 1869, following the blanket amnesty noted below. When accepting Lee's surrender of the Army of Northern Virginia, at Appomattox Courthouse, in April 1865, General Ulysses S. Grant assured all Confederate soldiers and officers of blanket amnesty, provided they returned to their homes and refrained from any further acts of hostility, and subsequently other Union generals issued similar terms of amnesty when accepting Confederate surrenders. All Confederate officials received a blanket amnesty issued by President Andrew Johnson on Christmas Day, 1868. World War II in 1949 Iva Taguri Dikino was convicted of treason for wartime Radio Tokyo broadcasts, under the name of Tokyo Rose, and sentenced to 10 years, of which she served 6. 
As a result of prosecution witnesses having lied under oath, she was pardoned in 1977. In 1952 Tomoya Kawakata, a Japanese-American dual citizen was convicted of treason and sentenced to death for having worked as an interpreter at a Japanese POW camp and having mistreated American prisoners. He was recognized by a former prisoner at a department store in 1946 after having returned to the United States. The sentence was later commuted to life imprisonment and a $10,000 fine. He was released and deported in 1963. Cold War and After The Cold War saw frequent talk linking treason with support for communist-led causes. The most memorable of these came from Senator Joseph McCarthy, who used rhetoric about the Democrats as guilty of 20 years of treason. As chosen chair of the Senate Permanent Investigations Subcommittee, McCarthy also investigated various government agencies for Soviet spy rings, however, he acted as a political fact-finder rather than a criminal prosecutor. The Cold War period saw no prosecutions for explicit treason, but there were convictions and even executions for conspiracy to commit espionage on behalf of the Soviet Union, such as in the Julius and Ethel Rosenberg case. On October 11, 2006, the United States government charged Adam Yahya Gadan for videos in which he appeared as a spokesman for al-Qaeda and threatened attacks on American soil. He was killed on January 19, 2015, in an unmanned aircraft drone, strike in Waziristan, Pakistan. Treason against U.S. States Most states have treason provisions in their constitutions or statutes similar to those in the U.S. Constitution. The extradition clause specifically defines treason as an extraditable offense. Thomas Jefferson in 1791 said that any Virginia official who cooperated with the Federal Bank of the United States proposed by Alexander Hamilton was guilty of treason against the state of Virginia and should be executed. The bank opened and no one was prosecuted. Several persons have been prosecuted for treason on the state level. Thomas Dorr was convicted for treason against the state of Rhode Island for his part in the Dorr Rebellion, but was eventually granted amnesty. John Brown was convicted of treason against the Commonwealth of Virginia for his part in the raid on Harper's Ferry, and was hanged. The Mormon prophet, Joseph Smith, was charged with treason against Missouri along with five others, at first in front of a state military court, but Smith was allowed to escape to Illinois after his case was transferred to a civilian court for trial on charges of treason and other crimes. Smith was then later imprisoned for trial on charges of treason against Illinois, but was murdered by a lynch mob while in jail awaiting trial. Canada. Section 46 of the Criminal Code has two degrees of treason, called high treason and treason. However, both of these belong to the historical category of high treason, as opposed to petty treason which does not exist in Canadian law. Section 46 reads as follows. High treason. 1. Everyone commits high treason who, in Canada, a. kills or attempts to kill His Majesty, or does him any bodily harm tending to death or destruction, maims or wounds him, or imprisons or restrains him. b. Levies war against Canada or does any act preparatory thereto, or c. Assists an enemy at war with Canada or any armed forces against whom Canadian forces are engaged in hostilities, whether or not a state of war exists between Canada and the country whose forces they are. Treason 2. Everyone commits treason who, in Canada, a. Uses force or violence for the purpose of overthrowing the government of Canada or a province. B. Without lawful authority, communicates or makes available to an agent of a state other than Canada, military or scientific information or any sketch, plan, model, article, 
noted or document of a military or scientific character that he knows or ought to know may be used by that state for a purpose prejudicial to the safety or defense of Canada. C. Conspires with any person to commit high treason or to do anything mentioned in paragraph, A. D. Forms an intention to do anything that is high treason or that is mentioned in paragraph, A. And manifests that intention by an overt act, or E. Conspires with any person to do anything mentioned in paragraph, B. Or forms an intention to do anything mentioned in paragraph, B. And manifests that intention by an overt act. It is also illegal for a Canadian citizen or a person who owes allegiance to Her Majesty and the right of Canada to do any of the above outside Canada. The penalty for high treason is life imprisonment. The penalty for treason is imprisonment up to a maximum of life, or up to 14 years for conduct under subsection, 2b, or, e, in peacetime. United Kingdom. The British law of treason is entirely statutory and has been so since the Treason Act 1351. The act is written in Norman French, but is more commonly cited in its English translation. The Treason Act 1351 has since been amended several times, and currently provides for four categories of treasonable offenses, namely. When a man doth compass or imagine the death of our Lord the King, or of Our Lady his Queen or of their eldest son and heir, following the succession to the Crown Act 2013 this is read to mean the eldest child and heir. If a man do violate the King's companion, or the king's eldest daughter unmarried, or the wife of the king's eldest son and heir, following the succession to the Crown Act 2013 this is read to mean the eldest son of the heir. If a man do levy war against our lord the king in his realm, or be adherent to the king's enemies in his realm, giving to them aid and comfort in the realm, or elsewhere, and if a man slay of the chancellor, treasurer, or the king's justices of the one bench or the other, justices in heir, or justices of assise, and all other justices assigned to hear and determine, being in their places, doing their offices. Another act, the Treason Act 1702, provides for a fifth category of treason, namely, if any person or persons, shall endeavor to deprive or hinder any person who shall be the next in succession to the crown, from succeeding after the decease of Her Majesty, whom God long preserve, to the imperial crown of this realm and the dominions and territories thereunto belonging. By virtue of the Treason Act 1708, the law of treason in Scotland is the same as the law in England, save that in Scotland the slaying of the Lords of Session and the Lords of Justiciary and counterfeiting the Great Seal of Scotland remain treason under sections 11 and 12 of the Treason Act 1708 respectively. Treason is a reserved matter about which the Scottish Parliament is prohibited from legislating. Two acts of the former Parliament of Ireland passed in 1537 and 1542 create further treasons which apply in Northern Ireland. The penalty for treason was changed from death to a maximum of imprisonment for life under the Crime and Disorder Act 1998. Before 1998, the death penalty was mandatory, subject to the royal prerogative of mercy. Since the abolition of the death penalty for murder in 1965 an execution for treason was unlikely to have been carried out. Treason laws were used against Irish insurgents before Irish independence. However, members of the Provisional IRA and other militant Republican groups were not prosecuted or executed for treason for levying war against the British government during the Troubles. They, along with members of loyalist paramilitary groups, were jailed for murder, violent crimes or terrorist offenses. William Joyce, Lord Ha Ha, was the last person to be put to death for treason, in 1946. On the following day Theodore's church was executed for treachery, a similar crime, 
and was the last man to be executed for a crime other than murder in the UK. As to who can commit treason, it depends on the ancient notion of allegiance. As such, all British nationals, but not other Commonwealth citizens, owe allegiance to the sovereign and right of the United Kingdom wherever they may be, as do Commonwealth citizens and aliens present in the United Kingdom at the time of the Treasonable Act, except diplomats and foreign invading forces, those who hold a British passport however obtained, and aliens who have lived in Britain and departed, but leaving behind family and belongings. International Influence The Treason Act 1695 enacted, among other things, a rule that treason could be proved only in a trial by the evidence of two witnesses to the same offense. Nearly 100 years later this rule was incorporated into the U.S. Constitution, which requires two witnesses to the same overt act. It also provided for a three-year time limit on bringing prosecutions for treason, except for assassinating the king, another rule which has been imitated in some common law countries. The Sedition Act 1661 made it treason to imprison, restrain or wound the king. Although this law was repealed in the United Kingdom in 1998, it still continues to apply in some Commonwealth countries.